0: Hi there. So welcome to our next lesson, and that is organisational culture. Now, culture is a very important aspect in the life of ordinary human being, countries, um, cities, ethnic groups, and group of people. So when it comes to culture, it's 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 a great subject now. But then. As we know of culture, when we say culture, it simply has to do with what the way of life, the belief system, the norms of a group of people, what they eat, what they stand for, what they wear, their food, uh, they, 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 that kind of thing. So that is culture. Now, companies also or organizations also have culture the way they do their things what they believe in what they stand for remember when we were talking about organizational missions and objectives we mentioned that the mission of an organization contains four things the purpose of the organization the values of the organization and I, i made mention of the belief and the norms so the way we can translate the mission of the organization really into the strategies, into the manner of behavior of the organization, is to have what we refer to as what an organizational culture, which is shown, portrayed portrayed by the company in their adverts, in their um, dressings, official attacks, in the kind of cars they use, in the, in the kind of uh, way or the way they present themselves. It has to portray to help the company in order to gain competitive advantage in their respective industry so we want to look at the various concepts about organizational culture and the role that organizational culture plays in assisting an organization to gain competitive advantage remember when we are talking about strategic management issues primarily we are looking at how the company can position itself in such a way that it gains competitive advantage in the industry that is the that is our objective at the end of the day we want to gain competitive advantage we want to stand out we want to dominate in the industry. So that is what we want to discuss here in detail and find out how um, companies or the role of organizational structure in ensuring that companies enjoy competitive advantage in their industry. So let's begin with crunching some definitions what is an organizational structure? What is an organizational culture? Now remember what I mentioned earlier that Culture is the way of life, the belief, the food, the assumption, the values of a group of people, right, living in a, in, a, in, a, in a certain habitat, right? That's culture. So we're talking about organizational culture. What do we mean? Organizational culture refers to a system of shared assumptions, values, and beliefs that show people what is appropriate and inappropriate behavior that shows people what is appropriate and inappropriate behavior. So when we say organizational culture, it is a system of shared assumptions, the values, the belief that shows people within an organization what is appropriate and what is inappropriate. So in a simple language, we can say that the organizational culture is the way an organization is run, controlled, and the employees behave. So three things. Organizational culture has to do with how an organization is run, how the organization is controlled, and then how the employees of the company believe, uh, behave. Very important so these are the three things that boils down on culture because the kind of culture that we have uh, in the organization will determine how we run the organization will determine how we control the organization and most importantly will determine how the employees of that organization behave represent talk uh, and do their things in relation to that now when we are talking about organizational culture how does it uh, how is it evident in an organization how is it evident how do we know that organizational culture uh, it's evident in in relation to the activities and operations of the company now in looking at organizational uh, culture there are five things that we need to know about organizational culture and what it represents for an organization the first thing is that It is embedded in a network of organizational practices to make sure that that, those set of belief systems, those set of values, those set of assumptions of the company are, are showing how we run the company, how we control the company, and how employees behave, it is embedded. In the network of the organizational practices in other words everything that the organization does those culture those values it's embedded in them so that it's it's portrayed in their in, in that number two shared beliefs values and assumptions held by members of an organization meaning that the organizational culture is a shared belief so it is not something that Only the CEO believes in but it is something that all the employees have come to know about and all the employees uh, uh, stand for defend believe in number three organizational culture is culture is visible in the way that work gets done on a day-to-day basis the organizational culture enables the company to determine how work is done on a day-to-day basis. So if it is our culture as a company that when a customer calls us that he needs our assistance, a customer calls us that there's a problem with our product, within 24 hours, we need to reach out to the customer and solve the customer's problem at all costs. If that is our culture, that is our belief, that is our value as a company, we prioritize that a lot, then every single day, Whatever we do in relation to customer service, that is going to be basic in our organization. Then the fourth thing is that organizational culture is evident in the behaviors of individuals and groups. So the way people behave in the organization the way they act in the organization the way they do their things in the organization the way the sales departments present themselves when they go out the way the marketing department do their things the way the finance department do their things it is evident in the behavior of the uh, individuals and groups and then final thing is that organizational culture is always amplified by the behaviors of the leaders definitely so the board cha- the board the board the ceo those guys the top level managers their behavior amplifies the importance of the organizational culture so if there it is the company's uh policy that we are going to be wearing um suits so we wear white shirts with suit on with blue tie that's our dress code and on friday we wear wooden, right? Quality, wooden. We wear wooden. African print, wooden. That is the policy of the company. That's it. Then the CEO of the company come, and that is the dress code that everybody should wear. But the CEO can dress anyway, anyhow. He can come to the... company and not just the CEO but then the top level managers the head of a head of departments they can just come to work with anything they can wear anything they can wear anyhow when that happens it makes subordinates doubt the kind of value system that has been put in place in relation to the clothing in relation to the to the dress code of the company because if assuming the marketing Department is going out and the head of the marketing department. Everybody is in that dress and then the manager is in a different dress Then it is going to paint a bit a different picture in relation to that. So these are the five things that are around our organizational culture or that as- it assists the organization for us to know the importance of organizational culture. But a key question we ask ourselves is, why is the organizational culture important we've looked at the five ways that organizational impo- uh, uh, organizational culture is imparted or it's known or it's evidence within an, organi- an organization but why does it matter why does it matter we can talk about Uh, three or four things about why organizational culture is important. You see, the culture of an organization can be its biggest asset or its worst liability. It's very important because the way an organization is run, controlled, and the way employees behave, the kind of mindsets they have, the kind of value system they have can make the company do well or not do well. So, what are the importance? Number one, A rare and hard to imitate culture enjoys a competitive advantage. That's it. If the organizational culture is such that It cannot be imitated. It cannot be copied. Remember Harry Matesbeck. So our culture is like a key hallmark. It's a key strategy that gives us a competitive edge. So if it is difficult, something that is rare and hard to copy, then boom, it can give us a competitive advantage. That is why organizational culture is important. So the first thing is that organizational culture can give us competitive what? Advantage. See it. Competitive advantage. Second one. It also affects how an organization is directed and controlled. That is corporate governance. Okay? How organization is directed and controlled. That is corporate governance. So, the culture of the organization would would, would determine how we control, how we direct the company. In other words, a company that has a good corporate governance system in place is likely to have a very high level or yes a very high level organizational culture so this is how we do things this is who must do what this is how we do things so you realize that everything is going on well and the company is well directed the company is well controlled so it contributes to the company's uh, corporate governance uh, goal three culture or shared values within the organization may be related to increased performance that's that's true you can increase the performance within an organization in other words if there's a bad culture in the organization and we're going to be looking at some modules of culture in a moment if there we don't have good culture in within the organization we don't have good belief system we don't have the values are not shared values then it's going to demotivate people but if the culture is solid um leaders of the organization are Amplifying that. They are behaving in that manner. There are good corporate governance in place. The way the company is directed and controlled, people will be motivated to give off their best all the time. And then the fourth thing about why organizational culture is important is organizational culture is an effective control mechanism detecting employees' behavior. Yes, because remember we mentioned three things. How the organization is uh, it's, its run and how uh, employees would behave. So organizational culture detects how employees behave. Okay, we as a company, when a customer calls us, we say, hi, hello. So even if you are hungry or your salary has not come, it's our culture that customers, we smile with them all the time. When they come to our office, we smile with them, we shake them hands, we ask them, do you need something? Can I help you with something? Do, do, can I assist you with something? You ask them about it. That is how organizational culture help or impact on the behavior of the people. So, organizational culture is the shared belief, uh, assumption, values, within an organization, right? That impacts on what is appropriate or inappropriate behavior. And we have spoken about the importance or why organizational culture is important. Now, when it comes to organizational culture, it is mentioned that we have, there are three levels of organizational culture. Now, there are some components of organizational culture that are visible, whilst other components are not visible. In other words something like the dress code of a company it's visible you can see it so when employees of this company <coughs> employees of this company come you can see it on them this is how they dress So once you see them boom you know this person is coming from company a it's visible but there are other ones that are not visible some things like the belief system something like the values of the organization in, in relation to uh, what they hold in high esteem like excellence S- some of those things may not be really really visible at a glance but could be visible in another way in terms of how they act and in terms of how they do so we want to look at the levels of strategy three levels now according to Shane there are three levels of organizational uh, culture three levels some are visible some are not visible so we want to see those uh, levels so three levels three levels let me pull the structure down then we go through it so we have what we call artifacts we have what we call values and then we have what we call basic assumptions The values and the basic assumptions are invisible. In other words, they are intangible. You cannot see them. And usually they are informal in nature. But the artifacts are visible, they are formal. And you can see them in nature. So let's look at how these, you can define them. So the first thing has to do with, so start from the top, go up. Basic assumption. These assumptions are taken uh, refers to the belief about the na- the human nature and the reality. So basic assumptions has to do with the way we really get things done in an organization. That's the basic assumptions. So it has to do with uh, sometimes it's unconscious. Because remember we said these two are in, 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 invisible. They are informal. You don't see them. They are intangible. So the basic assumptions are things that people assume to be the right thing people assume to be the, the good thing that we are supposed to do so it is subconscious normally taking for granted beliefs and values perception thoughts and feelings so all of these things come to basic assumptions come to basic assumptions so that is a starting point that is the first level so These are how people feel at work. These are how people uh, think at work. These are how people uh, do the things at work. So, it's basic. It's part of them. Usually, it's not something that the company can have much control over because you can give people huge salary, you can give them cars, you can provide them good working environment, but if they are living in hell, in their homes, or having hell experience in their lives, then they are going to bring that feelings to the workplace. So you got to be careful about that. And that are the basic assumptions. Then we move on to the top, and that are that the second level is the values. Now, values are shared principles, standards, and goals. Values are shared principles, standard, and goals So basic assumptions are not shared. They are like individual uh, things but the values are the shared principle what everybody knows within the organization now these are conscious beliefs, ideologies and then rationalizations so these ones are shared belief what we have said stated down about how the organization is how we do our things values values then on top of that is what refers to us artifacts artifacts now, this is E, not I. Artifacts. We have artifacts of visible, tangible uh, aspects of an organizational culture. For example, in an organization, a basic assumption employees and managers share might be that happy employees benefit their organization. Happy employees benefit their organization. So the artifact has to do with the way we see we get things done. Listen carefully. So this is like, that is why it is the formal thing. So the artifact has to do with the way we say we get things done. So it is the formal structure, the formal lay down. Basic assumption is the way we actually get things done. So with the artifact, because it is formal, because it is visible, it has to do with the structures and the processes that we have put in place. The observed behavior that we have put in place. So with this one, it has to do with the language that we use in the office, the technologies we are having, the emotional displays, the physical structures, and even the dress code. That is what we're talking about here. So that is what you have to understand when we talk about the three levels of structure. Basic assumptions, how we really get things done. Values, the shared principles within the organization has to do with the conscious belief, the ideologies, the rationalizations. Then uh, at the basic level, the third level is artifacts. These are the formal structures and processes put in place as to how we want to get things done in the organization. And our dress code, our physical structures that we've put in place, all of those portrays how we have or portrays our culture as an organization now when it comes to organizational culture there are various modules of organizational culture and the syllabus requires us to look at a couple of more a couple of the modules of organizational structure and find out how we can uh, use them or how they are used within an organization and how uh, organizations use each one of them. So let's look at some of these modules of the organizational structure. The first one is called the Charles Handys types of organizational structure. So these are the three levels of organizational structure. Now let's look at types of organizational structure. In looking at the types of organizational structure, we are going to look at a module called the Charles handy's type of organizational culture now ty- uh, charles handy believes that there are some types of organizational structure why am i saying structure there are types of organizational culture that companies have and the type that the organization decides to choose or decide to adopt affect how things are done within the organization what it means is that each type of the organizational stru- uh, culture that we are about to discuss here has its advantages and then its disadvantages now at the end of the day your assignment will be which one you think and a company can adopt under what circumstance in what industry and why that'll be your assignment so let's go so charles handy's types of organizational culture the first one is power culture power culture now what 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 does this type of culture portrays in an organization power culture is associated with autocratic leadership so when you have an autocratic leadership style within an organization then you are going to see what the power culture in place now what are some of the features of the power culture the power culture is concentrated in the center of the organization once it is autocratic meaning there is centralized organizational structure so, that's just some handful of people or just a single person takes a decision and bring it down everybody must obey that is power culture two decisions can be made quickly as so few people are involved in making them yes so with this one because it is centralized we make decisions quickly just a few people we consult we we don't have to consult a whole board uh maybe the, the the ceo can take the decision boom invest the decision it's like autonomy of uh, of the board is in one person's hand power culture next one managers are judged by results rather than the means used to obtain them because it is power culture because they are the people who undertook the decision and uh, uh, and took the decision they are judged by the uh, results rather than the means of getting the results so this is where managers don't care they literally don't give a damn how you feel, how you care. All they want is you must get the job done. Simple. So whether you are sick, whether you are not paid, uh, your, your salary is not enough, whether your mommy is dead, whether you are pregnant, all we want is we must meet the deadline. So you meet it. That's it. So they look at the results and not how the thing is done. Next, autocratic leadership and hierarchical structures are features. Of organizations with a power culture I've mentioned that already so autocratic leadership and hierarchical structures it's there it's a feature of power culture then the last one is that motivational methods are likely to focus on financial incentive and bonuses to reward exceptional performance which can encourage risky short-term decision-making in the organization so with a power culture we are going to, because we are interested in results, we are going to be giving you financial incentives based on some performance. What you do. So once you perform, we give you financial uh, 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 incentives and bonuses. And when this kind of culture is in place, it means that people are going to do things in the short term at expense of what? Long-term objectives. That is what we mean when we talk about the power culture. So that is the first type of organizational culture, power culture. So what kind of, what type of organization do you think uses the power culture, if you know one? And then also, what are the advantages and disadvantages? Now, from the features and from the discussions we did, you can know the advantages and disadvantages, but you do those things as your assignment, and I'm gonna check that during our discussions, okay? The next one is the role culture so power culture second one role culture now what what is the role culture about role culture is associated with bureaucratic organizations bureaucratic organizations so with this one we prioritize the roles so okay everybody so we follow the bureaucracy so if you want to see the ceo uh or have a meeting with the ceo you must go through this person you must go through that person you must go through that person so there is that bureaucracy laid down so that everybody's role is undertaken to staff operate within the rules and show little creativity yes because you are supposed to do this so you do it so there is no way people can be creative because they said this is how things are done you follow the rules you follow the rules and that is it so sort of people are in a box so you are literally like a robot and that is how you're going to be undertaking your duties three the structure of the organization is well defined and each individual has clear delegated authorities yes because it's bureaucratic the structures are well defined so you can literally see the organizational structure clearly and you know what everybody does in the organization and you know how the roles and the information flow within the organization clearly stated Third, or the next one, power and influence come from a person's position within the organization. So because it is a role, the position of the person will show the power and the influence the person has. So if it's a board chairman, it shows the authority. If it is a branch uh, department uh, head, it shows the different. If it is a unit head, you show the power and influence. Then the next thing is that decision-making is often slow and risk taking is is frowned upon because of the roles we have to respect everybody's role within the organization so we, we do a collective way bring a lot of people on board when making a decision so the process is a bit slow and the reason why it is slow is that we want to go through all the stages all the bureaucracy all the roles all the rules stated that because we don't want to make any risky uh, decision as a company That's why we follow the lay down procedure. And then the last thing is that tall hierarchical structures are used in organization with a powerful role culture. So we will have a tall organizational structure. Tall organizational structure means there are a lot of roles. There are a lot of bureaucracy. From here you go here. You know, you cannot go to these people without going to these people. So there is a tall organizational structure and we're gonna be looking at organizational structures later on in our lesson. So that is the idea about role structure. So what do you think? Role and power, which one is good? They have the advantages, they have their disadvantages. So you're going to be doing that and maybe suggest an organization that you know that you use the role culture, right? That is your work. You know, this, this uh, subject entails a lot of uh, work that you're going to be doing, especially when the questions are, when the cases are released or the advanced information is released. You're going to be doing a lot of work, so you better start it now <clears throat> the next one is tax culture okay so this is about power autocratic <coughs> this is about role bureaucratic and this is about task tax culture groups are formed to solve particular problems and lines of communication are similar to a metrics structure so with this one the organization is oriented based on the tax. So, if, for instance, we have to develop a new product, then we put a team together. So, a research and development team, mean, meaning that we are going to have a production person there, a standard control person there, an IT person there, and uh, an accountant there. We're going to have a management accountant there, financial accountant, a management accountant. Then we're going to have. So we're going to put the group of people together and man them or tell them, undertake a research and development, bring us results for a new product. So, it is normally going to be a a formal group that is formed by the organization, and they are gonna be using a metrics organizational structure. Such teams often develop a distinctive culture because they have been empowered to take decision. Now, if you put those kind of people together, they are going to come out to say let's produce this product let's improve upon this product so the kind of culture they're going to be having is going to be different it's not going to be role-based it's not going to be uh, power based because there's not nobody higher than anybody everybody is going to do the analysis based on their uh, their knowledge in that within that specific decision and they usually come with what a, a concrete decision at the end of the day then the third thing is that team members are encouraged to be creative and there may be a strong team spirit which can lead to a very motivating environment that's it that's it because everybody is encouraged to be creative all right so you, the accountant, you are going to make sure you record everything. You, the management accountant, you've got to make sure that we don't incur more cost in this product that we want to uh, produce. You, the quality control guy, you got to make sure that the product goes through all the quality control measures. So, you're always figuring out how do we do it, how do we do it. how. So, it makes you creative and there's a high team spirit because nobody is directing you what you are supposed to do because no, not everybody knows what you are supposed to do. So it allows you that room, it gives, it motivates you to give the best of yourself. So this is team-based, tax-oriented culture. Then the next thing is person culture. Person culture. Now there may be there may be some conflict between individual goals and those of the of the whole organization. But This is the most creative type of organizational culture. So personal organizational culture is where we're not talking about the um, um, power, who is in authority, we're not talking about the roles that we've laid down, we're not talking about the tasks that we are really undertaking, but we are going to be designing the organizational culture, taking into consideration the people within the organization that we have too. There is no emphasis on teamwork as each individual is focused on their own tasks and projects. So, the culture is based on the individual, so it is not a teamwork thing, it's individual projects. This type of culture can be found in a scientific research environment or in a professional partnership, say lawyers and architects. So, with this type of organization, because in a scientific research environment, each person is doing different research or yes a different person may be doing so somebody may be researching on insects others will be researching on ebola others will be somebody will be researching on hiv somebody will be researching on how to do something else so it's individual base so it's personal problem it's personal thing right then individuals who thrive in this type of environment will often find it difficult to work effectively in a more structured organization yes because it is person culture my own thing I'm working on my own project they have given me the money I'm working on the whole project so people who excel in that kind of culture if they now come to a well structured organization where they have to follow rules they have to follow bureaucracy they have to uh, obtain permission before they do things they are not going to do well and that is what the person culture does. Then the next thing, the last one of the type of culture based on uh, uh, Handy Charles Handy's types of organizational culture is entrepreneurial culture. Entrepreneurial culture. In this culture success is rewarded but failure is not necessarily criticized since it is considered a consequence of enterprise and taking risk I love this one. So entrepreneurial culture. This is where it's an environment. It's an open environment. People can be creative. Okay, if you think you can do something, do it. If you think this decision is great, go for it. If you succeed, boom. But if you don't succeed, you're not criticized because it is a way that the organization learns and what Improve and go ahead in life two this is a culture usually found in a flexible organizational structure so with this one the organization doesn't have any power any role any tax but hey if you think it's a great strategy go for it if it succeed good if it doesn't succeed you will not be scored you will not your salary will not be reduced like some organizations if you don't uh, if you do something an organization loses the money you are, your salary will not come. So once you, when you are doing it, you yourself, you are afraid. So you even tempt. But with this kind of organizational structure, you are allowed that uh, power. So it's like a person's organizational structure but in an organization setting where you are allowed the room to try and be creative. Then the last one is motivation levels are likely to be high among people who enjoy the challenge of innovative risk-taking. Because if I know that When I try something as a marketing manager, when I implement a strategy, I am not going to be scolded. my salary is not going to be lost, I'm not going to lose my job, I'm not going to be replaced. Then it will allow me that room, it will give me that motivation that, oh, okay, then my creativity will be counted, my creativity will be enjoyed. That is what we talk about in relation to the entrepreneurial organizational structure, organizational culture. So what did I say? I mentioned that for all of these cultures all of these type of organizational culture look at the advantages their disadvantages and then make a do a research on why an organization will adopt one of these culture above the other okay why so why should we use an entrepreneurial organizational structure uh, organizational culture and why why should we use it and what kind of organization can use that role organizational culture what kind of organizations can must use a role organizational culture and, and why should they use that organizational culture? So give it a try to that assignment. I'll be glad if you'll be able to do that and forward that to me during our discussion. Now the next module we want to look at is cultural web. Cultural web. It's very important for us to discuss. What entails, when we talk about organizational culture, what entails it? Now, Johnson and Schultz described a cultural web as identifying a number of elements that can be used to describe or influence organizational culture. In other words, if we d- we are describing an organizational culture, Johnson and Schultz is saying that there are a couple of elements that it must entail. Couple of elements that it must include. So what are these elements? These elements are discussed in what we call what? The cultural web. In other words, every great organizational culture must have these